Hello, everyone, and welcome to another sports edition of the Secret Origins of Mint Condition. I am at the Mint Condition Sports Desk, and joining me, as always, is Joe. Howdy, folks. And Chris. Hi there. And first time joining the Sports Desk, but friend of the show, is uh, Arco Esposito. Uh, thank you very much for having me, James. Hello, Chris and Joe. I am really looking forward to talking some sports with you guys. Yeah, yeah, same here. Excellent. So, Arco, before we before we dive fully into our um, sports that we have to talk about today, which is which is a lot mm-hmm. of stuff, I feel like we didn't get into your origin episode. One that you have a, a great love for the Miami Dolphins, and mm-hmm. and two that you love uh, football or or soccer as as we know it over here, or most people yes. know over here. So, if you could take a few moments and just elaborate on why you love that particular NFL team and what got you into the love of, of football slash soccer. Yes. Okay. So uh, my dolphins love runs deep, uh, as deep as my tattoo does that I've had for about uh, almost 30 years now. So uh, as far as how I got into them back in the early 80s, um, I was a football fan because I used to play here in Port Washington and PYA, but I wasn't an overall fan of any team, the Jets or the Giants. Uh, But my cousins, who I used to hang out with all the time, loved a particular quarterback by the name of Dan Marino. And uh, lo and behold, he was the Dolphins quarterback. And uh, I pretty much glommed onto that team and have loved them ever since, even though my cousins have abandoned ship for about 20 years now. (laughs) Here I am am stuck with them. Good good on you for your staying power. (laughs) Yeah. You know, for me, it. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it was more about uh, the team than the player. I loved Marino, but um, to this day, I am very bitter uh, at the fact that he never won uh, as great as he was. And he's an all-time great, even though even though he's been surpassed in many categories, passing and touchdowns. Um, you know, he's no better than any other quarterback that did not win a quarterback uh, that did not win a Super Bowl, as far as I'm concerned. So, so when it comes to that, if 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 the championship is the ring is going to be the standard that all quarterbacks are going to be held to, then you know he's a loser. What can I tell you? No, no. Well, it's, but it's a Barry, it's a Barry Sanders situation, right? Where you're yeah. talking about one of the all time greats, and I know he's been passed for numbers, but also the rules have changed a lot since his day. So that yes. definitely has an impact, right? The best right. pure pocket passer ever. I, I agree, Joe. I agree, but uh, and and but and of course, the the story goes that he never had the right team around him. He never had a running back when running backs were very important. Uh, you know, he always right. had great wide receivers, or they had a terrible defense. And yes, of course, and it, it never came together. But you know what? He went to the Super Bowl in '84, lost to the 49ers. The next year, they made it to the championship game against the Patriots. Should have won that game. They lost it. And then the other only other time they made it to a championship game, which was at home, they didn't even show up and they lost to the Bills. Um, so which yeah, I'm not saying that they would have given Dallas a better run that year. But um, it, overall, Marino and the Dolphins have killed me more than anything else. <laughs> uh, so then uh, enlighten us to your your love of uh, of of uh, soccer and football yes so football as uh, we like to call it has been my love and probably my number one sport since about 2002 i always watched and was very interested in national world cup uh soccer so whenever italy played especially from like 86 on although i do remember them winning the 82 world cup uh in spain um, I, I would watch it and, and there was something just so prideful about watching your team do well. Uh, you know, I consider myself Italian, even though here I am, uh, you know, full blooded American, I was born here, but you know, my father loved the team and to watch along with him, it really meant something to me. So, um, Italy for, you know, uh, the 90, 94, 98, 2002 world cups, killed me i mean it was agony and and to see your team lose like that the way that they did on penalty kicks or bad calls and then you have to wait four years it was just agony uh but my my greatest sports moment and uh i i bring this up all the time um my when my daughter was born in 2005 it was the greatest moment of my life however i did not cry when Italy won the World Cup a year later, I cried like a baby. <laughs> so that's how much. Oh, it's so cathartic, though. It feels so good. Oh, it, it did. It felt. It felt great. And uh, and then in 2003, I got into club soccer, so uh, European club soccer. So I follow a team called Juventus in Italy, and uh, they are the Yankees 
for all intents and purposes of the Italian game. Um, hmm. So they have been, uh, I also have a tattoo of them on my arm. <laughs> so hmm. they, they've been, you know, for anybody who wants to get into soccer, there is such a pure love for the game if you just sit down and watch it. It, it there's nothing boring about it it doesn't matter if the score is one nothing or three to two the way that they move it's just it's just kicking the ball around and if that's all it, it, that's really the purest game and that's why they call them the beautiful game would you um nice. that's, I mean, a, that's, that's kind of that's launch into our quite the ringing endorsement very nice Arco. thank you yeah thank you. no that's great i was gonna say just since this is kind of this will launch us into our our proper sports show now like how would you what like is there a team people should follow like i i know obviously soccer is not as big in the u.s as it is you know everywhere else in the world well, so how would you like it's so funny you say that james because when i got into club soccer in the early 2000s it was very difficult to find let's say merchandise here in America uh, for any team that I would be following or anybody would be following. Um, it would be hard to find a Juventus Jersey or a Manchester United Jersey. And I know you've heard of them or Real Madrid. These are the, some of the biggest clubs in the world. So um, it within, in the last 20 years, since I started watching it, that game has become so huge in America that all the TV providers, ESPN, NBC have, have stumbled over themselves to give money to the European game so they could show it on television here in America. It has exploded exponentially. I couldn't give you a percentage, but I would say it's a thousand percent more viewable today with streaming than it was in 2003 when I got into it. I would say anybody who wanted to start, uh, everybody's heard of Manchester United, whether they're good or not, you know, for the last couple of years, doesn't matter, but they're a great team to start with. Real Madrid, everybody, a lot of people know Ronaldo was on that team or Barcelona with, with uh, Lionel Messi or, or, you know, just come over to the Yankees of, uh, of the Italian game. And, you know, Juventus <laughs> won nine straight championships between 2012 and 2020. So, um, you know, I've had I've had, you know, the last two years have been very lean, but I can't complain, you know, so uh, I would say start there. That's okay. it. Yeah, excellent. I'll the, the, check check it out. I'll check it out. This my yes. this is my sports education. Okay, you're you're gonna have our new. You're now like our, our soccer or football correspondent on the show. Yeah, so thank you. I appreciate that. Um, it's gonna be great. He's gonna right. get his own locker behind the sports desk and everything. It's gonna be awesome. We'll get him a headset. Yeah. He's got his own headset and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so let's I guess launch into the the rest of the show. I figure since um, Arco, you are you are a guest and. Uh, Let's uh, go into the NFL draft because I, I know you were very excited when you know to come on the show and talk about that. That is something mm -hmm. that Joe and Chris admit they don't follow as closely. So let's let's talk about okay. the draft and your thoughts on it. Yeah, uh, you know this year's draft for me was not as exciting going into it as the last couple of years were uh, as a Dolphins fan because uh, if you remember Miami had the tank where they really did tank uh, to get a better uh, a better mm -hmm. quarterback or a better dra draft pick a few years ago. And they ended up getting uh, Tua Tungvaluwa uh, at number five. Uh, I'll let you know in a minute how I think that worked out. And then <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then last year we, we had a, a, lot, a couple of good picks also with Jason Waddell and um, uh, Phillips, Jaden Phillips in the, the uh, uh, out of Miami. But this year, we did things a little bit differently. Uh, as I'll go into the rest of the draft in a minute. But Miami themselves um, basically gave away their draft and only had four draft picks because uh, they were able to get um, Hill out of uh, – Tyreek Hill out of uh, Kansas City. And, you know, he is a home run hitter for a wide receiver. He is top three in the league. So you know that he's worth the money. People say to me, well, you gave away too many draft picks. And I don't think so because we had a number 29 draft pick number in the first round. Okay. It's not like he was in top 10 or top five. And we gave a couple of thirds and a fourth rounder. You know what? I'll give those away all day long for a player, um, a, a player like him. However, were my Dolphins one wide receiver away from winning, the, from getting to the playoffs and maybe going deep? I don't know. I really don't. Mm -hmm. I think that it really is going to go on Tua's arm and this is going to be the make or break year. And, you know, if he 
if he is able to connect to these guys, because you know we know he has good chemistry with Waddle already, but if he's able to get Tariq Hill over the middle and let Hill run like he has been doing for Kansas City, there's no reason why we can't be a better team than we were last year. Last year, you remember, we started off with one win, and then we lost nine straight. Mm. And then we won the next eight. And so mm. we were wildly all over the place, and that cost uh, the coach's job. We can get into the rest of that also. I know you guys had some thoughts yeah, about, about that. that yes. I know you have some thoughts about that. Um, but um, as far as Miami's draft, you know, give it a C because they really didn't draft anybody that was all that great. They had the linebacker uh, uh, Channing Tatum out of uh, Tatum Tatum out of um, I forgot where he was Georgia, but uh, the rest of it really not that necessary to talk about with Miami. The rest of the draft, though, I will say this. You know, while we, there were a couple of teams that did fantastic, Houston did great, Detroit did great, um, Indianapolis did great also, a lot of A's and B's. I will tell you guys, as uh, New Yorkers that we are here, um, I know that uh, there are some Giants fans among us. Mm -hmm. the, the Giants had an A draft because they were able to get uh, Thibodeau at uh, five, I believe. And right. I, I didn't think he was going to yeah. last. That, I didn't think he was going to last that long. But uh, there was some move, there was some movement there at the top that uh, made that happen. But I will say that as far as an A-plus goes, the New York Jets had a draft that if they can put it together, and I'm not a Jets fan, but I will tell you, if they can put it together, that team will be scary within two years. The only thing that's missing is knowing whether they have a quarterback or not. You know, yeah. you, you have a first-year quarterback who has some progression and you see him doing better. Obviously, he's going to have lots of bad plays. But the one thing about Zach Wilson last year that I can say, and if Joe, I know you're not a Jets fan, but I'm sure you watched some games. He did not look good at all. I mean, there was not one point in the season that I said, oh, he's gotten better. No, at no point did he get better. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like he's going into a second rookie year. Like the Jets really don't know what they have with him. You can't say that he's got a great arm. You can't say that he's got good instincts. He's a pocket passer. I have no idea what they're going to do with him. And, I, you know, I think that's the only thing holding back the Jets this year and, and saying that they're going to compete in the AFC East. I would agree with that. Arkham, what do you think about the Giants uh, and the Jets' two top picks, uh, Kenyon Thibodeau and Ahmad uh, Sauce Gardner? What do you know about that? Um, uh, <laughs> the the Sauce did not give up one um, one touchdown in, I, I in college. <laughs> I read that okay, this morning. So, so uh, <laughs> you know, I, but there were there was talk about him, which I don't know, and I, and I have to say that I didn't get to see him too often during the games um, in, in the collegiate level. But I will say this. Uh, why would they say? Why would anybody say that he kind of turns off and to, uh, on and off his motor? He's kind of like not as dedicated to it, and I, you know that's the one problem. He's also coming off the. Um, I believe he had a uh, a, a foot injury, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken. Correct. So there's yes. uh, questions about that. But overall, going off of his career at the collegiate level, you can't say there was anything that you don't like about the guy. So he that he was. He was up there in the top three or four top players in this year's draft, and that the uh, that um, that the Jets were able to get him is is fantastic. Uh, their number ten pick, uh, Garrett Wilson, was thought of as the best uh, wide receiver in the draft, mm -hmm. and then they were able to get what a lot of people thought was one of the best defensive ends in Jermaine Johnson. But I yeah, love I, like that kid. I, I love Thibodeau for the Giants because they got themselves what could be. You know, I, I hate to throw it out there like this, but you know the oh, next, the next. I know you don't want to. You don't want to say the next Lawrence Taylor, but you know All what? Right. I know. I know you'll take the next J Jason Pierre-Paul. Pierre-Paul. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I will take that. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And and uh, possibly the uh, number one or number two offensive tackle in the um, in the draft with Evan Neal at seven. Mm -hmm. The Giants had such great value in those two picks that if they messed up the rest of them, which I don't think they did, but I, I really think that they had an A, an A draft. I've seen some A minuses, in a, but pretty much A straight across the board for the, the Jets and an A plus for the Giants. I mean, uh, Giants and A, Jets, A plus. What about this kid, Wend uh, Wendell Robinson, the, the wide receiver? Um, okay, I, I saw some stats from him. I will say that he 
it, it was it may have been a little bit of a reach at two uh, at, at number forty three. However, mm-hmm. I, I I understand what they're trying to do and give uh, Daniel Jones as many weapons as possible. Yes, exactly. But let me ask you this: Do you believe in Daniel Jones? No. Okay. So, <laughs> so I mean, and, and I know this is, this wasn't the, the year for the quarterback to think about the getting in their, uh, exactly. a, a replacement that'll have to be next year, but look at it this way. Um, while it may have been a little bit of a reach, if he does come good as, and, and plays up to his potential, whatever quarterback comes in next year, will have a, a, a good wide receiver already in, in the books. So something to think about. Yeah. Wow, it all, great, it, I'm sorry, guys, but really uh, for the for both New York teams and even Miami, it's going to come down to the quarterback play. And we you know, all three of us, uh, yeah, all three of us have been, you know, vastly disappointed uh, in some form or, or another the last couple of years. So that's what it's going to come down to. Yeah, well, Darnell never panned out, and you're right about well. So we need to see what uh, what in his second year and and uh, after his first year, uh, Danny Dimes hasn't uh, looked too good. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess my question for you, Arco, is mm-hmm. I'm not I'm actually not that surprised that the Giants had a pretty good draft um, just because I think Joe Cheyenne is is, you know, he knew what he was doing. We saw what we saw mm-hmm. what Buffalo's done over the past several years, right. and he's been an integral part of that. And so it, it didn't surprise me that the Giants had a good draft. That's solid. But let me ask you, what what do you think is the difference in in Joe Douglas as the GM of the Jets that he suddenly had a terrific draft because, you know, when we're looking at the Jets, they had three, not one, but three picks in the, in the first round. Um, they had four picks in the first 36 overall. Uh, they had the number four and the number 10 overall picks. So like, you know, we don't, we know you don't get those picks by, by being good. Well, um, exactly. so what do you think is the, what do you think was, was the catalyst for, um, for for Joe Douglas to suddenly have such such a stellar draft after he's been he's been the GM since 2019, so it's, it's right. been a couple of years, and the Jets were never threatening. So so, do you have any insight or any thoughts as to to maybe why it was that this year it all clicked for them to have a terrific draft? Okay, well, of course, uh, we say terrific now, but it's all predicated on the fact that these guys actually pan out. So oh, we, yeah, we, course, we could be – uh, Exactly. So at, at this point next year, we could be like, oh, my God, this guy was a bust. That guy was a bust. But you're right. You you don't get those high picks for being good. Uh, the number four pick, they they definitely earned that one. But the one – the number 10 <laughs> fell in their lap because they uh, – they because Jamal Adams wanted out and they were able to get two number one draft picks out of Seattle for it, which is a huge haul. That is. And, that is a huge yeah, haul. And while the first, uh, the first year uh, pick that they got uh, last year – um, wasn't that high, you know, Seattle fell off the map this past year and they were able to get the number 10. So, you know, and then they were able to work back into the, um, into the first round with the number 26 pick from Tennessee. I mean, Joe Douglas did what uh, the Miami Dolphins did a few years ago. And he was able to parlay a bunch of drafts for um, capital and he uh, a bunch of uh, excuse me a bunch of trades for draft capital mm-hmm. and make the moves that he did uh, Miami may not have a number one draft pick this may not have had one this year but they have two next year which they did not want to get rid of under any circumstances because if Tua you know does not do well this year they're going to turn those two picks into one quarterback for the future exactly yeah, which which I hope doesn't happen because I really want to be a tool guy. I really yeah. do. I, I love him and I, I love his motor. I love that he's a winner. But you know what? Sometimes it just doesn't translate over to the NFL. And sure. if you give me the draft over again, because it kills me that we got him at five and Justin Herbert went six. So right. <laughs> that's always going to be for me, you know, that you know, Justin Herbert could be San Diego Chargers, Dan Marino, where the Jets picked Kenny O'Brien in, in front of Marino. And uh, we all know how that turned out. Sure. Well, it's, I mean, it's like the Chargers in uh, reverse when it came to Elon Manning and Roethlisberger. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I have a question for you, Arco. Sure. Um, Baker Mayfield. Where do you, is it? What? What? What's? What do you think is going to happen to Baker Mayfield? Um, well, I, I was listening to uh, I think Mike Greenberg on the way into Port Washington this morning on ESPN, and uh, I think. 
uh, he he agrees with what I think. I think that uh, it's gone too far into the uh, offseason right now for them to move him. I thought, honestly, that they would get rid of him for some sort of draft capital yeah. at the draft, but that didn't happen. I believe that um, his contract and his record are going to be a detriment to him. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't think anybody wants to take a chance. I thought that Seattle might might bite at this point, and mm-hmm. I think what it's going to come down to is he's going to be on the on the uh, Browns roster come training camp, probably uh, July when it starts. Uh, not let's not talk about mini camps. I think that right. it's going it, to come July, and uh, they're going to wait for somebody to get hurt, unfortunately, in somebody else's team, and they need a quarterback. And boom, they're going to somebody's going to make a deal for him. If you were the Giants, would you bring him in? I, um, I, you know what? Baker is serviceable. Um, he, he had a great second year and third year where he was going up. And then mm-hmm. last year was a problem for him. He, you know, he, he, uh, played through an injury for his shoulder and, uh, he didn't want to be taken out. He didn't want to get any treatment for it. He wanted to show everybody that he was tough and, you know, this and that. And he wanted to, he wanted to be the savior for Cleveland. Okay. Well, they sucked, and a lot of people had them going deep into the playoffs, if not Super Bowl contenders. And right. then, then he turns around and he says, "Well, you know, I had the shoulder injury. Well, you can't have it both ways. You either don't have a shoulder injury and you play through it and you keep quiet, or right. you have a shoulder injury and you go out immediately and you get it fixed so you can come back or whatever." But I, I think he's gone through much through okay. too much of this at this point, where Cleveland is fed up with him, and the the fans are definitely fed up with him. Yeah, uh, I, but I to that. your to answer your question, I would pick Baker Mayfield over Daniel Jones. I'm sorry. I'm not here to bash on Jones, but you know, no, no but, but it's, it's tough it's, to evaluate him too because you're you're looking at a team that kept that kept acquiring skill players and and no linemen, and so whether mm-hmm. he's good or bad, you know, can he go and be good somewhere else? Maybe is you know he just never going to be good? Also possible, but. Mm-hmm. I, I agree there because that is the um, the uh, Ryan Tannehill curse of the Dolphins. You know, he was, I thought, wow. a great quarterback for a few years. He got a yep. second contract yep. from them. But he was getting killed all the time. And, yeah. you know, he he goes to Tennessee and he becomes like an MVP candidate. And he tears it up. And, so, and he tears it up. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think he sucks <laughs> now, and and I tell and I have a, I have a conversation with my with my friend Stephen all the time about it because he's like I can't believe you think he's bad he's great he's this and that he's carrying the team I go he will blow it and sure enough he had two horrible interceptions last off se- uh, postseason against the Bengals on a team mm-hmm. I, I mean a game that I thought Tennessee was going to win handily so um, well know. and I'd argue that I because I'm with you Arco I don't think he's I don't think he's great there's a difference between great, being great and and tearing it up I played a game of back yard football where I had you know kick returns for touchdowns and I had like a couple of pick sixes one backyard game so I tore it up that game doesn't make me great at backyard football so you're, you know, you're a legend you're a legend in my eyes Chris don't worry I'm a legend it. in my own mind too I appreciate <laughs> that my friend both places <laughs> yeah. yeah so uh, that's good stuff so yeah. you know, go, go ahead Joe no, no, no go ahead James go ahead no, I was going to say, um, with, I mean, I guess that's, is that the, like your, your big like news and summary from the draft as a, for, as the NFL draft goes, uh, you know, I, I, I uh, the NFL draft this year overall, I mean, a lot of people will tell you that it wasn't as uh, didn't have as much pep and zest going into it as the last few years when you don't have that big arm quarterback or like in the last few years, three or four of them coming out in one year, you get it's not as exciting. You know, everybody, of course you definitely need the offensive linemen and the wide receivers. I mean, your, your lineman is like your number two player on the, on a team these years, the, the, this time around, I, I don't understand how that happened, but yeah, they're the most uh, important players. You got to keep your uh, quarterback up, but they're not sexy players. So um, when, when Brett, um, Brett Favre, excuse me, when, uh, <laughs> when uh, the Green Bay Packers um, um, resigned uh uh, Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and uh, you know Manning uh, um, Baker Mayfield didn't go anywhere uh, you know a lot of the, a lot of that uh, zing was taken out of it for me and uh, and for a lot of people really so a lot of trades uh, in advance of the uh, draft kind of took the uh, air out of the balloon I think yeah, it took some of the right some of the stuff yeah. well sure and I mean when the most stunning thing to happen is AJ Brown going to the Eagles 
Um, I, exactly. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's, you know, it's draft, yeah. it's draft related, obviously, right. but it's, but it's also not who got, who got picked where, right? So, yeah. although that was a big move, so the oh, Eagles no, and the no, it was huge. Yeah. Yeah, the Eagles huge, had a but... great draft. So, I mean, uh, you know, the the Giants are in for it this year because the, the Cowboys aren't terrible and the Eagles are only getting better. So uh, I would say the Giants are going to have a, a tough, tough time offensively. No, I mean, I think there were, you know, I think that was going to happen regardless. Um, but, yeah. So, Arco, uh, if you had it uh, first, uh, let, let, let's take the three teams we were just talking about. But first okay. of all, what do you think uh, uh, the uh, Dolphins record is going to be this year? How are you just gonna pan out? Okay, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna say that uh, Tariq Hill is good enough for two more wins. So I'm gonna go with um, uh, eleven and eight. They're nineteen games. No, eight. They're seventeen games now. So eleven and uh, eleven and seven. Which you know, which last year would have got us in the playoffs if we didn't go that's on right. a freaking nine game losing streak, which is un- right. incredible. But whatever. Uh, that's I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't know anything what, about what that's like. So tell me more, <laughs> <laughs> Chris. I wouldn't know what winning a Super Bowl in my lifetime is like. So don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, well, yes. um, I, oh, see, right. And the Jets. So I think the Jets are going to uh, have a winning season this year. Do you think they're a possible playoff team? Winning season. Winning season. Yeah, over five hundred. Five hundred over. That's nine and eight. You're yeah, saying, no, that, that's a lot I, from last year. Right? You're saying five wins. More wins, yeah. More, five more wins. I don't see five more wins. I, turn I, I think I think that um, I, you know that we can't be five hundred anymore. Obviously, right. I, I will say under five hundred, but I will give them three more wins. And okay. uh, if if that comes on the arm of uh, Wilson, then they will be better for it two years down the line. And yeah, I think they're gonna have they're gonna have a real tough time going up against the Dolphins, going up against the Bills. It's 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 gonna be a tough and and the Patriots and the hapless New York Jets, Giants. I mean, hapless New York Giants. Um, okay, no so I mean, uh, again, no expectations, but uh, you know, it, it, again, Jones. I'm gonna put it all on the quarterback, and I will That's probably give them. I will probably probably give them the same record as the uh the uh, the uh, Jets, uh, seven wins overall. So what would that be? Okay. Seven and ten. Seven and ten. That's to me. That's generous. I'm going with six, but that's generous, and I appreciate your generosity. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll we'll talk about this again in about eight nine months, and we'll see where we're at. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Excellent Good stuff. Is there um is there any additional NFL news we want to cover before we move on to uh to oh, a yes. different sports venue? <laughs> Tom Brady, who's uh, mm. just apparently signed a deal with Fox. Yeah, I'll well, work with uh, what's his name, Kevin Burkhardt, ex-Met uh, broadcaster, and these are, they're going to be the the, uh, the two main guys on the on the main broadcast. Uh, I, I guess a year from now. No, yeah, Brady, Brady in the booth. Well, we can't get rid of him. He just can't get rid of Brady. He's well, he's ever he's, he's um, what's the word I'm looking for? Omnipresent. 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 That's what he is, and uh, we're not getting rid of him. So that's morning. I, I love Tom Brady. I have to be honest with you. I, I I love what he's done in the NFL. I don't care that he's beaten the Dolphins because Miami's beaten them him plenty of times too, especially in the last ten years. I'm okay with it. I, mm-hmm. I will say that I have enjoyed being around uh, where I can say I can say that the, he uh, that I watched the greatest football player that I ever played. Yes. Okay. I, will, uh, I don't care what that position. Is- I, I don't care who he's had on his team, who he's thrown to. The man is a winner, and he brings that with him wherever he goes. That's why he's still playing at 44, whatever he is. Amazing. I can't get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> Everything you're saying is is absolutely right. I don't. I, anybody who says he's not the greatest football player ever yeah. is being disingenuous or yeah, ignorant. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. I just, exactly. I, I just don't. And despite the fact that every time we see him in the Super Bowl, we win a ring. I just don't like the guy. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But, you know, yeah. as far as broadcasters go, I'll tell you what, the best broadcasters, uh, play-by-play guys, color commentators, whichever you want to call it, are the ones that used to play the game. Troy Aikman has been great for the last 20 years with Joe Buck. Um, uh, you know, uh, Tony Phil Romo. Sims, yeah, Tony Romo is great. The guy I think won an is- Emmy. Tony Romo, he's I don't care what you think about him. I, you know, I know that you guys are Giants fans, and you probably no, hated I'm... him, but he's no, great. Tony Romo, he's Tony very good. Troy yeah, Aikman is great. Good. There have been a lot of players that I have not liked doing oh, the yeah. play-by-play, and usually it's the guys who don't give me any, who don't give me any uh, any insight that I couldn't already have. I want to know what the insight is like from from playing uh, yeah. the game. It's one of the things I really like about Tony Romo 
we'll see whether or not Brady brings that. Well, Brady, you know, I, 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 I hate Brady. I'm not, obviously, Giants fans don't hate Brady as much as Jet fans for obvious reasons, but two of my greatest sports memories moments in life are the t- two times we beat him in the Super Bowl, especially and, Super Bowl 42. And they were fantastic wins, Joe. I'd right. take yeah, nothing away yes. from the Giants. Sure, uh, sure. Th- but, you know, let, let's let's be honest. Two amazing throws yes. and catches, okay? Yeah. You know, um, uh, yeah. ter- I'm sorry. Uh, who who caught the first one on his helmet? Ter- oh, well, uh, that that's um, well, I can't like it. I think it was Tyreek. Tyreek. Okay. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and then and then, then Manning. And then Manning excuse me. Tyrese. And then Manningham over his yeah. shoulder on the, on, right. on, a, on a on a perfectly thrown, um, a perfectly thrown pass from Manning. Yeah. Manning's two best games. Came yeah, yeah. in the Super yeah. Bowl, and that's why yes. that's why he will make it to the Hall of Fame. Oh yes, even though the he's thrown. Yes, even though he's he's you know his stats overall are pedestrian. <laughs> okay, at best, okay. Yes. At, at, at best, so. But Brady's um, but Brady's stats aren't pedestrian, and and no. you know, um, I, he's on my Mount Rushmore of uh, football with yes. Montana, LT, and and James Brown. Okay, those are my you know uh, those are my. Those guys I put on on that uh, you know Mount Rushmore and Brady's up there and mm-hmm. but uh, he's just uh, <laughs> he's just getting tired of me after a while. <laughs> it's, tough. It, it's, it's tough. It's tough. It, it, it's tough yeah. to deal with um, winners all the time when you're not winning. It's very tough for me. But um, you know what can you do? I I, yeah. I I look at it as if if he was on my team, I'd love him for life, and I wouldn't care what anybody says. The fa- the fact that he's been around for so long, since two thousand and one, I saw the game that he came in against the Jets. I did okay? too. If it wasn't for Mo Lewis, you'd never know mm-hmm. when he when he was going to show up. I mean, if it wasn't for the fact that Drew Bledsoe basically had his aorta ripped off his spine because of <laughs> Mo Lewis, <laughs> we, we, the legend yeah. the legend of Brady may never have really happened the way that it did. So. We've been in the last 20 years, we've been around so many fantastic moments that I think it's hard to say we hate anything or anybody or any team. You know, it's just amazing. We're never going to see the Patriots run again. We're never going to see Brady again. I don't care who it is. And I mean, you know, no, you're right. There are so many great uh, uh, players in professional sport. That whether you root for the team or not, like I'll throw one in there, Mariano Rivera. You're never going to see Mariano yeah, Rivera exactly. again. Exactly. Once in a lifetime. Once in a, once in a, a sport I, history. I know. agree. And and you're a guy who saw Goose, uh, Gossage, yeah, and you know and, exactly. And, and, you saw, and you thought that those were <laughs> yeah. like the the end all be all, and look what happened. And uh, you were able yeah. to see even greater great Mariano, a great Mariano. So yeah. except, except for that one pitch in. Uh, 97, but we won't talk about that, Joe. Oh, well, uh, what about 2004? The greatest the greatest choke of all time in the playoffs, uh, the Yankees uh, to the Red Sox. Well, uh, 2001 uh, was even worse, in my opinion, but okay. Well, that, that was a bloop over the shortstop. Uh, Torrey should have had the infield back. He had one out. He should have rolled the dice, you know, And, and uh, but that, that's neither here nor there. We won't yeah. get to that. That's all right. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very excellent. That was, that was great. Uh, I mean, I love I, – I, I know nothing about a lot of this stuff, so I love learning about it from the people who are passionate oh, okay. about it. Too. You're learning about our pain, James. Yes, well, that's, that's what I learned about sports. Sports is yes. pain. I mean, yes. I, I mean, for the sport I do follow with the UFC, there's a lot of pain in that sport, so I can. I can yeah, I bet there is. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, it's a given. Argo, you're uh, our guest. So, would you? Uh, what would you like? Where would you like us to go next? What would you like to hear next? We got a uh, MLB and probably NHL are our next top two that we should discuss mm. this week. Well, um, although I am not a uh, no longer follower of any major league baseball team, I did grow up loving the game, and I was a big Mets fan until the 1993 worst money uh, worst team that money could buy team came along. And uh, oh, well, actually, actually, that was 92. I apologize. Mm-hmm. And uh, 93, the Marlins came along. And that's when I hopped on them since they were a Miami team. Uh, but ever since I, I'm giving you the backstory, I, I'm giving you the backstory why I no longer watch baseball. Uh, after the Marlins won in 97, won the champ, bought the championship. I'm sure Joe would tell you uh, right. they got they got rid of their they got rid of their team. 
within a week of winning that dismantled it. I mean, yep. the players Jeff Conroy and company um, were not like a fire sale. <laughs> the, 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 Darren Dalton, Gary Sheffield. Yeah. It was the, the players were still drunk and they were still getting, and they were getting dealt left <laughs> and right. And Wayne Heisenga said he lost money that year. And I believe it, you know, that, that's yeah. the way baseball uh, was. Uh, that's why I no longer watch because they really don't care about us like we cared about them. So nowadays I just enjoy the game. I, I, I like listening to the records or, you know, somebody doing something. I'll catch it on ESPN. So baseball is the way I would go right now. Okay. okay. All right. Joe, what do we got? Well, uh, if you said you grew up a Met fan, so if, there's, if you want yeah. to get back into baseball, now's the time, yeah, Marco, yeah. because the Mets – I mean, I, I go and I start singing the Mets theme song here, but but the Mets are really a good baseball team. This yeah. is not the Mets of 2007 or 8. This is not the Mets last year that were, were in first place for three months, but were barely over 500. This is a real solid, well-put-together baseball team managed by a baseball savant, Buck Showalter. And I think the only thing that can derail this Mets team is injuries and that 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 bullpen that mid that middle of the bullpen you know they got before they can get to diaz i think diaz has got the has got the monkey off his back now i think he's a real solid closer one of the best in baseball now and um i you know if 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 and when Degrom comes back holy cat cow it's gonna be, it's an amazing starting pitching staff as it is uh but it's gonna get even better with you if you can add Degrom to scherzer mcgill and bassett uh, it's going to be an incredible. Uh, they're going to be a very tough team in the playoffs. What, what, as you know, um, playoff baseball is about pitching, pitching, and pitching. Yeah. You know, the Yankees bash their way every year to a playoff spot, and then the, the, those bashes get shut down by the good pitching you see in the playoffs. And uh, so, uh, this is the time to jump on the Met bandwagon. And if not, you want to jump on the other side of town. Yeah. <laughs> the Yankees have lighted it up like crazy. Yeah. And for basically the same reason as the Mets, the starting pitching in the bullpen is incredible. They've really uh, shored up that infield defense on the left side with Donaldson and IKF. Um, I think uh, Boone had a brain tra- transplant. Over, over the, he's, he looks like a manager now all of a sudden. And uh, one thing you can derail the Yankees is, of course, injuries. They're always injury prone. And their, their offense still is, you know, um, uh, uh, it vacillates. Let's put it that way. So, but right now, the, the Yanks and the Mets are, the t- you know, the two hottest teams in, in, oh. in, in town right now. So, Joe, can I ask you a question? Because you're, you're a big uh, Yankees fan. Yes. Um, and I remember Boone. I remember Aaron freaking Boone hitting that, that home run against yeah. the Red Sox in 2003. I watched it live. Oh, and, yeah. and, but I know that he comes from a baseball family. So I know that you call mm-hmm. Walter a savant and Walter has been around for 30 years. You know, mm-hmm. he's like the, this, this year is Dallas green. If you remember him, uh, mm-hmm. that, I mean, those guys really know about baseball. Or Jim Leland. Like, or Jim Leland. Yes, exactly. Love mm-hmm. those guys. But mm-hmm. you know, Boone, I think from what I know, um, and what I've been hearing over the last few years, I think he was being hamstrung by the organization with his moves. And it, it almost seems like he's got a little bit more free reign to do what he wow. wants. You in, are reading the minds. Of, yep. am, am I right or am I wrong? Because You are definitely right, Arco. Okay, yeah. You are completely right. It, yeah. It's been said on the fan WFAN. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yankee fans are saying online, this is a different Aaron Boone. I think before the season started, he probably went up there to the main office and put his finger in, in, in uh, Cashman's face and said, all right, you give me all these guys now. Let me manage this. Yeah, excuse I my French yeah. fucking baseball team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. You know, and a lot of teams, uh, you know, are going to the analytics. I don't know how many um, coaches are left that do not go by the analytics. And I know that the, I'm, I'm not a fan of it, man. I, I, can't, I can't say that I've watched enough to say that it's working or not working. If you go by the numbers, then the analytics say you should do this, then fine, do that. However, I don't think the analytics tell the entire story. I don't think it, it counts for, I guess I'm an old person for saying this, you know, at 49 years of age, doesn't count, <laughs> doesn't count for the heart of a team like the I Mets right now. And I, I, I will say I've heard more about the Mets and the Yankees. So I know that the Mets are scrappy. They came down, they came back from seven, nothing down the other day. So, mm. you know, and no I analytics are going to give you that. And even though that doesn't happen very often. So, I know, I know for a fact that he was being hamstrung, and I think that you're right. He went up there and says, "All right, either you let me 
let, let me sink or swim. Let me make the moves, all right? And they're, they must be doing it, at least in the beginning of the season. Let's see if they go on some kind of uh, bad streak where things uh, take a turn and maybe the front office takes over again. But you cannot have a front office giving you the moves or giving you the lineup in advance of a game. And that's what they were, I, I, that's what yeah. they were doing. You can't do that. that. Right. You, no. The front office puts the pieces in place and the manager has to then, you know, move them around the chessboard. Exactly. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, and uh, what else? Oh, there's some other baseball stuff, if you would allow me. Um, we've talked about the Mets and the Yankees. Uh, some baseball surprises already this season. Beside the, the, I don't think the Mets are surprised, by the way. I think the Yankees are surprised where they're playing right now. But the Minnesota Twins, uh, perennial also rans, off to a great also rans, ran, yeah, whatever, <laughs> off to a great start. And Byron Buxton has stayed healthy. And when Byron Buxton is healthy, he's one of the top three players in the game. And I'll tell you who the right to go to. Right, right in front of him, and that's the next team, the L.A. Angels of Anaheim, the longest team name in baseball. Who, who I hear uh, have been doing a lot better this year. Oh, they're, they're 2011. They have the second respect, best record uh, behind the Yankees in the, in the AL. And um, Shohei Otani, who plays with, you know, arguably the, the best player in the game, uh, Mike Trout, I think we have to reverse that now. I think it's Shohei Otani is the best player in the game. Mm-hmm. It's freaking Babe Ruth. He strikes out. He strikes out ten. And he goes four for four. It's amazing to watch this kid play. He's he's a, he's a joy to watch play. He's he brings an enthusiasm to the game. Uh, something we haven't seen. In, the last time I saw a player that made me this uh, gaga, this was this guy go for a player was Ken Griffey Jr. He's oh one of my, my god! My favorites. Oh. I love Ken Griffey I, Jr. I, I... Ken Griffey Jr. One hundred percent. He was uh, he was a player. he was he was a man amongst kids when he was yes. just when he was coming up through the minors. And I don't even think he stayed in the minors very long. Maybe like a no, a month or whatever. I remember being at and the he stadium. played with his dad. He That's played with he his dad with the Yankees yeah. and I uh, no in in Seattle in nineteen ninety. Yeah, the Mariners and uh, you know I, I remember seeing him in eighty nine. Uh, uh, I was right behind third base and it was Pascual Perez's last game as a Yankee because he got hurt. And then he, uh, and it was, (laughs) and, and my God, he was just the coolest. He, he looked young. He was a good looking player. He, an an effortless swing. Oh my God. He was definitely one of my favorite players, Joe. Absolutely. Yeah. Now he looks like one of the Ghostbusters, but, uh, (laughs) but he's, he, uh, but uh, this kid Otani is fantastic. And so, uh, the Angels are for real. I really believe that. Uh, and don't sleep on the White Sox. They, they were my pick to win the the, the American League um, Central, and they have they're they're heating up. They're seven and ten now. Um, you know that's the they play on the South Side. They, the, the the team that's everybody loves the Chicago plays on the on on the North Side. The uh, the Cubbies, but the Cubbies suck. So don't sleep on the White Sox. And another uh, one, two more things. The National League West. All five teams are above five hundred. That's now the best division That's in baseball, great. not the yeah. American League East. Absolutely. And last but not least, no Yankee fan w- w- could pass this up. And I'm going to knock with us and say this, so I don't jinx the Yankees. But the friggin' Red Sox are in last place, and I love it. Yeah, they're, they're tanking. They're, tanking. <laughs> they're, behind the, they're behind the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, they're tanking. Can I uh, ask you a question yeah. real fast, Joe? Since like, uh, sure. you're, you're a big Yan- uh, um, baseball fan. So baseball. Uh, obviously in the last 10, 15 years, we've seen a trend where the pitcher – is not going past six innings. Starting pitcher, uh, that's correct. Starting pitcher is not going past six innings, and that's why the uh, middle relief is more important than ever. Uh, however, you had uh, you had a pitcher who had a perfect game uh, back in going into the uh, seventh or eighth inning, I, I believe. Uh, uh, Kershaw. Uh, Kershaw back in uh, April. I understand it's mm-hmm. early. I understand he has had arm issues, but mm-hmm. you know, twenty years ago, they're not pulling him out. I, yeah, you know, of course. And and. Unfortunately, we're never going to see the pitching stats that we saw. We're never going to see, although we are. Three hundred wins. No, we're never going to see three hundred wins again. I don't know if you'll see more than one more, one or two more people doing three thousand strikeouts. Um, Does that cheapen the records that are going to be there forever? Because nobody's ever going to get close again because of what is happening in the game. Yeah, it, cha- it changes the records. It changes the plaques that are going to go up in the Hall of Fame, obviously, because yeah. uh, obviously Scherzer is going to make the Hall of Fame, but he does pitch complete games. Obviously, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Kershaw is probably a Hall of Famer. Uh, uh, Justin Verlander. Yeah. Um, if he doesn't throw another pitcher ever again, uh, Jacob DeGrom, Garrett Cole, people like that. But you know what? To speak to what you just said, and, and this goes back to what you said about Aaron Boone, mm-hmm. um, I've been, you know, you watch very carefully. Um, three nights ago, Aaron Boone let um, 
uh, Cole come out for the seventh inning when he was already way past 100 pitches. And then yesterday, with Nestor Cortez throwing a no-hitter, uh, he, mm-hmm. gave, he gets up a hit in the seventh inning. He lets him come out to pitch the first batter in the eighth inning. So you're starting to see a little movement on that. And I think, at least in the case of Aaron Boone, because he's got a great bullpen, he doesn't want to wear that bullpen out. That's the only thing that could get starting pitches to go longer is these managers start to think about, well, wait a minute, if my team is going to contend and mm-hmm. I need my bullpen down the stretch, I can't wear them out by the end of July. I agree. You know, I so agree. I got to let my starters so go how about, a little bit longer. Yeah, I mean, I always thought a six-man bullpen, a, a six-man rotation was the way to go. I, I, I think that's a good idea. I, I don't understand why they don't do that. I mean, they, they carry enough pitchers on the team, so I don't know why they can't have a – a long relief pitcher who starts basically, you know, something along those lines. But my second they question. Did in Japan a six panel? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about uh, Otani and uh. Uh, the knock on him, and it's not a knock on him, but overall the fact that he's quote unquote wasted on the Angels and on a West Coast team, whereas the you know, nobody on the freaking East Coast is standing up late enough to watch Otani play when the the game started at 8.30. That's a good point. Okay, mm-hmm. so, I mean, you know, the he's superstar. I'm sorry, did he win the MVP last year? Uh, I apologize if I don't know this, but uh, <laughs> did, did, didn't he? I, I think he did, yeah. <laughs> I, I, okay, he did. Okay, so, you know, he, he, he is obviously a superstar now, but imagine, and I, I'm not – advocating for this because I like the fact that players are staying with their teams, but imagine if he's on a big team like the Yankees, the Mets, or even the, the, or even the cross town Dodgers or the the Red Sox or the cross town Dodgers. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, Anaheim had a great run between 2002 and 2010, 2008, right around that with Mike Sosha as the, uh, the coach. But I will, I, you know, there was still always the second, the, the second best in that, in that, uh, in, in the city, their own city. So, you know, I, I think Otani's wasted there. Uh, Chris, you, you wanted to say something, right? About yeah, this? I was, I was just curious. Well, this is going back a minute, but we were talking about the Yankees specifically. And I was curious, um, you know, we're a little, we're sort of edging our way into the season now. And I was just wondering, after he turned down that that big contract extension, how's Aaron Judge looking at it so far in the beginning of the uh, season here? He's having a pretty good uh, start, uh, pretty good start to the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Yankee uh, offense has cooled off a- after the eleven game winning streak, but that's just ups and downs of baseball. Um, yeah, no, he's. I think he 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 he, uh, he he rolled the dice, and I think he may have rolled the dice in the, correctly, and he he came up with a natural. Well, we'll see. for now, because for now, yeah, I'm we'll sorry, but he has a, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm talking about like, like I know this stuff, but I know that he has been very injury prone. I mean, the guy took a swing, yes. a hard swing a few years ago, and he was out for like two months. All right. Oh yeah. He had the intercostal, which is basically a strained ribs. So, yeah. I mean, he's got the body type, you know, they, these guys are so huge now and they swing in so hard that they hurt themselves with a strikeout. And I, uh, you know, yeah, but, but, but that's, that's, that's what he's rolling the dice that he's going to stay healthy. So it does a lot of baseball between now and then. And I, I hope, I hope, I hope he gets everything he wants because he deserves it. Uh, but uh, we'll see. It still boggles the mind that anybody could turn down $215 million. Uh, and you talk about guys that want to stay with teams. Jose Ramirez of the uh, Indians mm-hmm. accepted a, a five-year deal and they think for oh, this is this is baseball players speaking, not not I for only one hundred and twenty five million dollars. Right. And um, the union is giving him flack about that because he said that's going to bring down, you know, what possible uh, what guys can make uh, other possible free agents can make. But Ramirez wanted to stay in in Cleveland and kudos to him. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so, uh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's an individual choice. I, I do not begrudge Aaron Judge for making this choice. And uh and I hope he has a great year, which helps the Yankees win a, a pennant and, and uh, you know, with the grace of God, a, a championship. And then if he, if the Yankees want to stay, they're going to have to fork up a big, a big amount of uh, cash to keep him. So it's a win-win. I look at it that way. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Sure. Fair enough. Yeah. So I, I think, oh, one more thing. The Oakland A's, who are kind of like your uh, 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 Marlins of the um, – of the, of the 90s they cut they keep as they keep selling the players off and they just traded away guys like chapman and bassett and mm-hmm. they're in last place again so they could they're rebuilding again but that you know that's just like i don't know what the hell's going on out there in, in Oakland. but I don't but know. they're also like and I, I i don't follow oakland at all but i if you're talking about a team that does not 
built uh put into itself you know you can look at the orioles for the last 30 years you can before before 2015 the kansas city royals were the leeches of the league Mm -hmm. where they were making you know and this is you know uh, there was a time where they weren't sharing revenue and then they started to and and then the teams like the royals wouldn't do anything with it they would just pocket the money and and give a Mm -hmm. you know give a 50 million dollar um uh, payroll out there, which you know, let's not let's let's not sneeze at fifty million dollars, obviously, but fifty million dollars was a big payroll back in the nineties. When they're doing it in two thousand and ten, you know, there's an issue, and that also brings down the game. Okay, when no, you're, you're right, Max Scherzer of the New York Mets, right? Yeah, yeah. forty three million a year, forty two and a half million a year. Yeah, his forty two and a half million is uh is the is uh, the surpasses the combined the combined salaries of three three major league baseball teams right now. Right now, that's that's yeah. deplorable. <laughs> that's deplorable. It's it's not fair. Uh, listen, okay, these we we know that these are all toys for these rich guys. I get it. Yes. Okay, but but you and I have been fans of various teams through the years. We bleed. I have the I have their colors literally in my skin. I have bled for my <laughs> Dolphins. Okay, when they don't do well because the team has not been constructed correctly, or when you feel like you care more than the owners or the people running the team, it hurts a lot and it makes you want to quit. And, you know, that's what I, that's what happened with me back in 1998. I couldn't do it anymore. And the only reason I even watched baseball in 98 was for the home run, uh, the home run chase that was going yeah, on. But, yeah, see that, <laughs> yeah. that last part of what you're, what you're talking about there, when you, cause I mean, here, the mistakes are going to be made, things are going to happen, but when you feel as though they're not made in earnest, when you feel as though you're more invested than ownership, that's that's the one that really hurts. I mean, you hate to you hate to be you hate to watch your team lose, and you, you hate to see uh, talent be wasted. But man, there's nothing worse than feeling like, well, I'm I'm in it. I'm in it to win it. Why why am I more invested than you? And that, that just never feels good. I agree. I I quit watching the Dolphins a few years ago. I was so upset. They had started really strong you know they ended up they were four and one or four and two but they had a bad loss against the patriots and and i'm like that's it i'm done i'm out because i I, you know we were playing above our our pay grade basically we were and we played such a horrible game that i knew how it was going to turn out and yeah it turned out that way and I'm, i'm like why do i care more why am i literally biting my nails down and every single game to watch them like lose so horribly i i couldn't do it anymore Right. Thankfully, I got. Th- thankfully, I got back in. <laughs> well, and and you know, like you said, I mean, there's just there are these moments where I because I'll turn off the TV sometimes too. Usually, I'll I'll stick around to the end of the game, but sometimes I'm like, nah, it just it just I don't need to feel bad. <laughs> I don't need to feel badly tonight. So I, I, can just turn I hear you. Off. I hear you. I, I don't, well, Chris. I think I. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say I don't stay. I was for- say I think. I'm sorry. Delayed here. I don't, I don't. I'm sorry. I don't stay. I don't stay up for Monday night football games anymore. Are you kidding me? I'm not gonna freaking you know stay up late if I have no. to work the next morning. I, I'd rather just watch you know the highlights and I'll, I'll wake up in the middle of the night and uh, I'll, I'll I'll catch a highlight on my phone or whatever. I can't do it anymore. Okay, Ming Condition sports fans, we're gonna put a pin in that episode right there. The second part of this special episode with our guest Arco is going to be available right now for you to tune into. Uh, as always, if you are looking to get in touch with us, you can find us at the Facebook group, Secret Origins of Mint Condition. You can email us your questions, comments, or thoughts at secretoriginsmc at gmail.com. And if you don't know already, Arco also has a podcast with his co-host Jason called Movie Challenge Accepted. It's available on all the places you can listen to podcasts. We'll have a link to that show in this episode's show notes. And you can find them on Secret uh, Movie Challenge Accepted on Facebook and on Instagram. We thank you for listening, and we will talk to you in the next part of this episode. 